Life's for Living. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. Keep your mouth shut. Just walk like a big monkey bird. And I'm busting up my brain for the world.
This is Hefangzhou. The virtual podcast is brought to you by the Spluecast and Boys Club. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splud, and I am the host of the Spluecast. But you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen. Just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Spludcast. Check it out. Download it. Sit down on your ass, crack a Dosecchi's, fire up your favorite sativa, and driver. Right the fuck into you. Boys club. Is it called boys club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. World star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play, nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. You are listening to the Birchwood Podcast with Shane Ogden. The voice you are hearing right now is of mine, Trevor Muxworthy, the host of Whatever Trevor. Every Wednesday, I release an episode that is 100% Canadian content. Are you from Canada? Do you like Canadians? Do you like music? Do you like comedians? If you answered yes to one of those, you might like my podcast. It's called Whatever Trevor, and you can get it now. This is Hefang Zhou. You're listening to Birchwood Podcast. Welcome to Birchwood Podcast. It is Friday, and I am Shane Ogden. I'm in Birchwood Trailer Park in Public Landing, New Brunswick. Here I am at the kitchen table where I talk every Friday to you, my dear listeners. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for liking the Facebook page. Thank you for sharing with a friend and telling people how great this podcast is. And uh, yeah, here I am uh, to tell my story of the week. I almost did it early this week. I almost did it on Wednesday, but I'm, I'm in fact recording this on Thursday night. It's very late. It's about 11 o'clock at night, and that's usually the routine. I, I go, oh my God, I got to do a podcast tonight at, in the morning. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy to do this because I enjoy it, you know? This is my hobby passion, you know? Um, but I gotta say, you know, uh, I'm up about, uh, to, uh, you know, we're, we're pushing 
We're pushing a thousand listeners here. This is really great. Thank you for listening, and please continue to share the podcast. I'm very humbled um, that I have any kind of a following, you know, um, just being a guy in a trailer park talking into his phone. I never would have expected people would care about that, but, uh, you know, I I just got to do it. I I don't know what it is. I mean, I've heard other people do podcasts, and um, it's something that's uh, interesting to me. And uh, this is this was my idea to uh, how'd you like the RF Hussein phone call last week? That was good, wasn't it? I think I'm gonna have to try to make that a semi regular I you know deal. I got thinking, wouldn't it be great to call RF and just have him bash me every week? Uh, but then I got thinking about self esteem and how I'd like to have some. So I decided against that. But maybe I will start calling people uh, and then tell them I'm recording. I'm, I'm sure some people won't react well to that, but uh, I, I had fun talking to RF last week. Uh, yeah, so off the top, we heard uh, Moon Age Daydream by uh, Billy... No, what what am I talking about? Oh my god. <laughs> Billy Idol? I was going to say Billy Idol. Oh my god. David Bowie. I'm sorry to all the David Bowie fans. Uh, All respect to the Billy Idol people. Uh, David Bowie was a magical human. I don't know a lot about him. But I heard this tune on the Galaxy Quest soundtrack, which if you don't have, you got to get it. There's parts one and two, probably three now. I don't know. Anyway... Uh, the first two, definitely worth a listen, man. Lots of great classic rock on that. And uh, I, I, I started listening to the song, and it really resonated with me. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, put your space gun next to mine. Uh, make, make me know you really care. Make me jump into the air. I don't know. It, it's just all, like, coded messages from David Bowie. But uh, I'm not sure what he was trying to say there. I feel like I'm in school again, and... Uh, they're trying to explain Shakespeare to me or something. I just like how it sounds. It makes me feel stuff. And that's what life is all about, making you feel stuff. Uh, how, how did I... Listen, let me tell you about my day. I woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, quickly set my alarm for 6.15, and uh, I left. I was going to leave the house... Around 6.30, 6.45. And then my leashy called me and said, can you bring the dogs to town? And because uh, Taz had a grooming appointment today. He had to get his hair cut. My dog had to get his hair cut. This is the award-winning content that you'll be hearing. <laughs> anyway, so I said, nah, I don't really have time. It's last minute, you know. But I felt bad. And I said, should I or shouldn't I? And she, we, we couldn't make up our minds. So... We decided against it. Uh, Lishi would come home and I would leave the dogs. Unfortunately, in all the confusion and chaos, I left my tools at home and I didn't realize till I was almost to my job. Um, and I had to do some very illegal driving today. I don't know if I've ever driven that fast. Um, anyway, uh, I got partway home and Alicia was driving my tools toward me. My tools are in a bucket. I'm, a, I'm an electrician. I like to carry my tools in a bucket. Uh, 
buckets are great you know you can use them as ladders or containers uh, you know it, you can do a lot with a bucket that you can't with a tool bag so that's what I work out of and uh, so she met me on the highway and when I was going to get my tools uh, I noticed that the bucket had spilled all the tools were everywhere and we we're trying to put my tools back together and uh, Taz my dog her dog also my dog got out and jumped out on the highway and I hollered at him and uh, and he got scared when I hollered because I was scared that he would get hit by a car and he ran toward a ditch and fell into the ditch and it was quite a drop uh, about five or six feet down and he landed uh, right on his head and I was very worried and uh, very upset this morning. Anyway, it turns out he was fine. I made it to work 10 minutes early. You know, you ever have one of those mornings? It's just a, a nightmare when you wake up. Uh, but as the day wore on, man, it was a good day. Uh, it was very hot here in New Brunswick, Canada. That's where you're listening. Uh, not New Brunswick, New Jersey, for my American listeners. Um, we have some of those smells. We have some of those sights and smells. We're similar. Not really. No, we're, we're uh, kind of, I guess. Um, it's kind of an industrial port city, but also uh, very sparsely populated. And uh, what can I say about St. John, New Brunswick? That's the uh, city I work out of. Anyways... Long story longer, dog's okay, I'm okay, everything's okay. Are you okay? I think I'm okay. <laughs> Started a new job. That's what I was running off to, racing off to this morning. Um, I'm installing heat pumps for a company. I'm not going to say the company name. Um, and I like it. It's good. I've never installed a heat pump before two days ago. It's uh, fairly straightforward, and uh, hopefully I could just go to work and come home, and, and I'm excited. I, I have a job, you know, I, I had a job, and uh, I got laid off, and I've been through this so many times. It's just how it is here, you know, a project starts, you do the project, it finishes, or halfway through, they pick their top guys, and... I never seem to be in the popular group. I, I'm not sure I fit in everywhere. But I don't kiss a whole lot of ass. I think that's the first time I swore in this podcast. It's kid week. I gotta be PG. I gotta be all whistle clean. Um, I don't have to be. I guess I could teach my kids to swear. I assume the 17-year-old knows how to swear. He's at his girlfriend's house. That's a new thing. Staying overnight at his girlfriend's house. I'm not sure that's a good idea. I'm a little too young to become a grandfather. Uh, but that's what it's like having a teenager. You just worry all the time that the shoe is going to drop. The other shoe is going to drop. And the fit will hit the shan. But, uh, you know, I got so many things on the go that I try to uh, just bury those feelings and continue on this adventure called life happy to be working 
Uh, wow. Praise Jesus. I'm working. That's great. Um, what else is on the go? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's my mom's 79th birthday on July 9th. Happy birthday to my mom. Um, I went for a visit with her this evening, myself and Ella, my beautiful nine-year-old girl. We uh, are best buddies. We both think farts are funny and we play Uno and we walk the dogs and we giggle about stuff. We're best friends. And we went to see Nanny Boone, that's what we call my mother. And uh, yeah, it was a nice birthday visit. I bought her a hat. I, I don't know what came over me. I saw this hat and I I was compelled to buy it. She uh, and my dad, stepdad, will sit in the yard and just watch traffic go by. That's, that's the kind of seniors they are. And uh, I thought, you know what? She'd look good with this hat, you know? I got her a sun hat. It'll keep the uh, UV rays from burning my 79-year-old mother. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe. My mom is uh, no spring chicken. I'm 43. She's 79. The years are flying by like some cruel time warp. But I'm really starting to enjoy old age. Not that I'm super old, but I'm no spring chicken. And uh, i got to tell you, 43, it's, it's, a, it's a nice age. I like it. I like it. I, I, I worry about things a little more, maybe. And then I, well, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those, uh, I don't know what you call them, when something is is and not is at the same time. Whoa, that's so zen, right, dude? Um, I, I worry a lot, but I also am very comfortable uh, in my own shoes. I know who I am, uh, and, uh, and I'm also always trying to improve. Uh, so I got a little dash of optimism in there as well. Yeah. So when the dog fell into the ditch, I thought he was hurt and he got wet. I think that's what saved him. <laughs> he landed in some water and some soft grass and, you know, I jumped right in the ditch after him. I got all wet, but I dried out pretty quick. Because it was really hot. But uh, I'm glad he's okay. And I'm glad that he got wet and dirty before he got groomed. Before his haircut. He looks very handsome. Uh, yeah, I worked outside all day today. It was close to 40 degrees. Uh, my God. It was so hot. <laughs> I got a bad sunburn. I look very red. I got to be more responsible and carry some sunblock with me. Yeah, so that's that's it. I don't have a lot to say. Oh, yeah, no, there is a few. <laughs> I, uh, I woke up one morning and Lishi said, What's wrong with you? What, what's happening? <laughs> Which is always great to be filled with anxiety instantly I'm like what she's like your eye I went to the mirror and sure enough uh, my eye is weird 
I have a weird eye now. That's who I am. I'm weird eye guy. Um, yeah, it's this weird round uh, thing on a on the white part of my eye, and out of it shoots a blood vessel. Like I think a blood vessel popped or something. So about half of my left eye is just red, like blood. Not not like red like you've been up all night. I mean, I got a blood eye, dog. So you better watch out for old blood eye. He's all sunburned. Now my face and my eye are red. I've only got one white eye coming at you. God, I'm handsome. <laughs> I'm the blood eye pirate, baby. <laughs> Yar, be looking at my bloody red eye. So, um, I think I've covered everything. I, I, like I said, I was working out in the sun today, and I got a little bit, um, you ever get so tired and just so uh, dehydrated, and, like, you start to lose your mind. Like, I, I was, I didn't know if I was working fast enough, I was trying not to make any mistakes, and, and, and everything was fine. I completed the job today, it was easy. Uh, still a little paranoid whether I did it fast enough for the company I'm working for, but, you know, it takes what it takes is my attitude, right? So... I, I got this bad sunburn, but I didn't really, I wasn't really focused on that. I was just, I couldn't get enough water. I was drinking liters of water, man. And I was just, I couldn't, you know, you don't want to ask the customer to use their bathroom. I'm very, you know, I'm, I hold myself to a standard. I, I, I am a professional, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not one of these contractors that's going to come take a crap in your toilet, like, if I have to go to the bathroom, I'll go in my car and I'll go somewhere. And at lunchtime, I did that. But, you know, when you're drinking so much water, you you got to pee all the time. So I, I was just like, you know, I went into the Irving and I was trying to decide what water to buy. And I, I bought a couple bottles of water. And I was just trying to remember where I left from. Because I didn't have the address, I didn't have the paperwork for this job. And they lived on Flamingo Court, and I remember that. And so, I was just shuffling my work boots through the gas station, going, Flamingo. I said, Flamingo. <laughs> With my blood pirate eye. <laughs> I must have terrified those poor kids behind the till. Oh, wow. So that's 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 what's up this week, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you're okay. Are you doing good? Why don't you email me at birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com and drop me a line. Comment on some of the stuff I've been talking about or give me your day. Give me your week. Tell me what's going on with you. Tell me how I can help. I'll shout out to my friend Christy from Sugarland, Texas, who sent me a script that I wrote with my buddies called Sid Beamer's Awake. That was a long time ago, and uh, it's great to reminisce. Um, this week, on the podcast, 
A very interesting cat, man. Okay, I'll break it down for you. <clears throat> this guy's from China. First generation. I believe he's 27 years old. He's in his 20s. And he visits Canada uh, on a student visa, I believe. And possibly, I think he has some kind of a... I don't know if he needs a work visa. Anyway, he came to Ontario originally to do uh, some university. Uh, I believe he is a bona fide mathematician. I know that's kind of a stereotype, Asians and math, but that's legit what he did. And uh, so he's a pro math whiz. And um, he also hitchhikes across the country, hitchhikes across Canada all year round. And when it's time to visit his mom and dad in China, he, he, he saves up enough money, he goes back. And on his travels, uh, he's done almost every club in the country. I see him all the time on social media, posting pictures of him performing in Montreal and Vancouver and Ottawa. And, and uh, he made his way to New Brunswick. And he agreed to perform at Chuckles. And we were thrilled to have him. Um, and we were very impressed at how funny he was. And it's not much wonder, man. This guy works extremely hard. And he is hilarious. I really enjoyed his stand-up. And I spent half the time I... Half the time I spent with him, he was jet-lagged because he just got back from his visit to China to see his family. And also... He, his name is he. <laughs> I, I spent half the, the other half of the time when he, you know, while he's jet lagged trying to pronounce his name. So his name, he goes by he, Fung Joe. And you do on purpose say Joe shorter than the rest of the name. He, Fung Joe. And, uh, but his name is actually Fung Joe, he. But somewhere, I believe the airlines said that he wasn't a long enough last name, H-E, so he switched it up, and now his uh, his name is He Fung Jo, and he came to Chuckles uh, during the um, last month's show, and performed, and made the audience laugh, and he was nice enough to sit down with me, and have a conversation, and uh, it was my uh, pleasure to have a conversation with this week's guest, he Fung Jo. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it does happen sometimes. So, okay, so <clears throat> you told me yesterday it's Fung Jo He. That's how you say your name. Fung Jo He. He. Fung Jo He. He. Yeah, but there's no way to get a white person to say that. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when, when people call you He, you know... That's that's cool with you. Sure, because okay. our our family name goes first, and uh, I put the Chinese order on Facebook, and then people been calling me he. So you're Feng Zhou he, he, Feng Zhou he, and then how? What are your other family names like Feng Zhou he? And then there's like Steve he, and like how, how many other like? Do you have siblings? Like, uh, yeah, well, what are I, what are their names? I'm, I'm the only child. 
You're the only child. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have many cousins, and which has the the, the last name, yeah. same last name, but I yeah. I don't I don't recall their names to be honest. Okay. Many so many of them. <laughs> so you're born in China. Yep. And were you in a province or were you in a city, or how does that? Yeah, I was born and raised in a small town uh, called Anyang, Henan Province. Make some noise, Mr. He Fanjo! I know what you're thinking right now. You know, it's exactly the same thing when Chinese people see a white guy play ping pong. You're like, I don't think it's gonna work. Hunan. Hunan. Honan province. Yeah. And uh, the and, the, and the town was called what? Anyang. Anyang. Nice. Our province is the most uh, populous uh, province in the world. Wow. We got probably 140 million people in wow. one province. The size of the province is probably, I would say, a quarter of Ontario. Wow. I don't know the population of Ontario right off, but... Like a quarter size of the... the, the, the geographical. Geographical. Okay, I see. That was 140 million people. That's insane. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah, like one province has almost three times as much of the, the population here in Canada. Wow. That's hard for me to imagine because there's only 30 million people in my country. <laughs> What's it like for you being in Canada because you travel all across Canada doing comedy and what's it like for you to have to see almost no people compared to where you're from I mean you, you... Uh, it's weird because you have no support <laughs> at night you know if I got stuck in any city in China I'll get a place to stay I, I got stuck last week at a town outside Chilliwack BC there was no motel there was no gas station no nothing I got stuck I had to wait the next day to get on the road and hitchhike again. And when you got back on the road after a night of being stuck, mm -hmm. um, what was that? Did you run into somebody? Like no, some, somebody no, nobody, picked you up? Nobody. Or? So it's very strange. The, there was a gas station, um, you know, uh, that already still had the light on. So I was just waiting there, hope someone would show up, right? And then when people saw me at a gas station, Nobody stopped, and then when people saw me at the gas station, they were gonna get the gas with a self-service, but they saw me there, they didn't even want to get close. Maybe they thought I was gonna rob them or anything. And then one car showed up, was doing that, I was trying to talk to them. The, so the closer I get to them, the further they, they back up. They always keep a distance. Yes. It's so strange. So people here are like very... Uh, <laughs> but that's only in... Or do you find that everywhere? I mean, that was in Chilliwack, B.C., but... Uh, in small town, people can be like that. You know, yeah. uh, even in Windsor, right? I was walking on one side of the street, and then a couple of, you know, steps away, there's a couple saw me on the same side, so they purposely walk on the other side, so that they don't have to have eye contact with me. Hmm. The, this this kind of encounters uh, uh, I I have never seen that in, in China. 
Really? Wow. People are, are suspicious. People are protective, but right. they're not the same as here. Like if you get stuck in middle of nowhere in China at a gas station, people come talk to you. People will, hey, what's going on? What's up? Wow. Yeah. But I won. I wonder if they would do that no matter what nationality I was. Like if I dropped in the middle of China, I'm a white guy, I don't speak the language, etc. Well, they, they'll, they'll probably help you even more. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Wow. So you're telling me the people of China are really kind. Uh, I mean, there's not, assholes not, everywhere. Not but. necessarily kind, but they will at least uh, they wouldn't feel weird. Yeah. Act, act weird. So you sometimes in smaller towns when you're hitchhiking through. People give me weird look all the time. You feel a bit unwelcome in some absolutely, places. Absolutely, absolutely. They're like you're. And are there places that you obviously you travel that you feel are a little more welcoming than others in in not, Canada? No, in general, to be honest, when you hitchhike, it's like it's not a popular thing to do. People just assume like, oh, you know, you're 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 like poor, you're homeless, you know, you're just causing... Uh, insane. Insane, you're you're going to cause murders. That, I, I get that vibe in that's general. What, that's what you feel, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, that's why I have to wait on average at least two hours to get picked up. Yeah, and, you know, people have become less trusting. Now, when I was 18, I hitchhiked only from Grand Bay to St. John. I mean, Grand Bay to St. John is a 20-minute drive. And uh, it was the middle of the night and a police officer picked me up. So I never really hitchhiked a lot. But I do know that back then, people did get picked up more often. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's not even like people didn't even think of doing it. People just, just nice, just help yeah. people out, right? right? They didn't even consider it as a hitchhike. Now, hitchhike has become like a, a, a thing that people don't do. Right. It's, it's if you and then people always give me this this gesture. That and they, you're and you're putting your hands up in the air and you're you're shrugging your shoulders. No, like, I'm not. I'm just a hitching kind no, of like. But I'm explaining to the listener yeah, what you're doing, right? Yeah. Um, and then the, the the drivers right always give me this. Mm. Uh, if you can describe to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're putting your hands up like ah, sorry, can't help you. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Exactly something yeah. like that. Yeah. Now. I, that's interesting because I don't pick up hitchhikers, and maybe I should, but mm-hmm. I guess I do worry who, who who it is, what's going on, you know, if mm-hmm. are they going to kill me, or, you know, are they, do I want them in the same car as my child, or, you know, I'm in a hurry, I gotta go, you know, Absolutely. all of these, um, the, so maybe we're... The reason I do it is because the Greyhound cancels the bus, so I need to get a lot of places, and then there's no carpool going there. So I have to, it's not like I necessarily want to do it. Right. I, I have to make my way there, no matter what. And then second of all, um, uh, to me, this is a, a different adventure. Yeah. Two, two reasons make me want to want to do it. Are you considering writing a book about Absolutely. your adventures eventually? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you told me it's, it's sometimes uh, when you are on these journeys, you... Things happen to you that would never happen to you if you were taking the bus, going to a hotel, the traditional kind of travel. The way that you get around the country is far different. The the good example is on my way here, right? So I was visiting Martin's uh, funeral home, and uh, there was no bus. 
I had to hitchhike there. Otherwise, I I couldn't get there, right?、Mm. And、uh, I got picked up by this gentleman called Ian. He owned a farm and near that place. He picked me up. We talk, and、uh, he drove all of his way to just send me back to Moncton. Oh, that's very、like、nice. It's like he drove all of his way, thirty minutes, like half an hour, as we add another an hour of his drive. But you know what? We talk, and then we we exchange numbers. I I even give him a little some, you know, culture thing from China, you know, and he invite me back to his farm. So you know, like, how else would I, you know,、uh, make a new friend like this? You know. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I'll for sure visit him if I'm ever back in Moncton. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you will come back because I mean you. I will. You've, you've I will. come across the country a few times now. Yeah, yeah, I will come. You've back. You've even been to New Brunswick before. You did the Hubcap Comedy yes, Festival. Yes, yes, I was here、uh, the past、uh, February. No,、oh, that's nice. And、um, when is that? This is your first time in New Brunswick. Was last year,、mm-hmm. and now you're coming back and. So, do you find the east coast of Canada different than the west coast?、Uh, to be very honest, I I don't see a much difference. Yeah, the people it, are kind of the same. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, not much different. Yeah, and you're making lots of friends in comedy as well.、Uh, in comedy, outside comedy, everything else in general. Yeah, probably making more friends outside comedy than. Right, because most of your time is spent outside of the on, club on, on the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're you're doing this so that you can be inside of these clubs. I mean, that's absolutely that's absolutely. The, that's the main reason. Absolutely, the whole purpose of me traveling is yeah, I want to make the way to the club. Yeah. I can't believe that you're doing this. I mean, what an adventure! And I didn't. We, I didn't even plan to do this. It just.、Uh, I, I'm not a planned person. I I always do the things I goals, and、uh, you know back then I just want to get as much stage time as possible. How would I do that? Well, I have to travel across the country. Then how do I travel the country when the Greyhound canceled the bus? I <laughs> check. You know, it's everything.、Yeah. It's like come along the way. I didn't come up with this idea probably until three months ago. I I wasn't even doing it like last year, right? So. You know, last year I was traveling by car, by plane. It,、yeah. it was not fun. You just sleep, and、uh, when you do the car share, people don't talk to you. You know, because、yeah. you pay, and there's no. Because when you hitchhike, you have to be friendly and interactive. Otherwise, why people help you? I guess that's yeah, a good point. And I and I'm so. And this is an interesting interview for me because. I'm so at a loss. Your world and your experience is so different from mine. It's impossible for me to relate to you in any real way, other than comedy. Like comedy is our connection.、Mm-hmm. I understand what it's like to go up on stage and write a new joke and hope that it works and and meet new people in comedy and so on. But I can't imagine just putting my thumb out, hitting the highway, and going to a different town. And now, so now you're doing art club this weekend. And next stop is Halifax.、Mm-hmm. Next stop is Ottawa. Ottawa. Now, in between, now because some clubs only do, especially in the summer months,、right. Friday and Saturday. Yep. Sometimes, if you're lucky, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes if you're lucky, there'll be like an open mic show in the middle of the week or something. Right. What do you do with all that time besides travel? 
Um, That's pretty uh, much it. Pretty so much if it. you find, say, Ian and his farm, you might spend it two or three days there and then move on until you, you need to go somewhere for the weekend. Well, for, for example, for the Halifax, I only yeah. have four days to travel to Ottawa, so I really had to, to rush. Yes. I finish on Saturday, so Sunday I'll be hitchhiking to Ottawa. Right. And, and you hope to... you get lucky and get into a situation where they're going a far distance. Uh, I forgot to tell you, so when you do hitchhike, you have to um, have this belief. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't. It won't work. It will never be that easy. You, but you have to just believe that someone will pick me up eventually if I'm patient enough. That's the belief you have to have before you hit the road. Otherwise, don't don't do it because people. Do you walk and keep your thumb going and head in that direction, or do you stand in one place? Do I stand one place because my bags are very heavy. Uh, I I won't uh, use my energy if it's not necessary. Do you make a sign? Uh, I used to have a sign, but I I just. Um, stop doing that because I travel so much and uh, you know the, the sign just uh, take a lot of space uh, but uh, but every, everybody is different I personally think if the person wants to stop they will stop anyways the the sign I in my opinion won't change much okay yeah, and not being a hitchhiker I had genuine interest if I ever snap and decide to leave my kids and go hitchhiking, I I may not bother with a sign after talking to you. <laughs> I mean, like it's because because it takes a lot of work, right? It's not like oh, I have people just get a sign ready for me. I will definitely take the sign. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. And uh, if your sign is not good, <laughs> it's not, you know what I mean. It has to be the the very good sign. It takes you, a lot of time. Have you thought about maybe doing some sort of uh, a gimmick, like it's it's good luck to pick up a Chinese man uh, hitchhiking or something? Some kind of a gimmick to encourage people, something that, you know how you can attract yeah. people with a kind of humorous... Have you ever thought about doing something like that? Uh, probably some point in the future, but yeah. you know, but, but I, I, I don't know, like, I, maybe I should change, but at the same time, if you do that, and then people maybe will get more suspicious. I yeah, think. maybe, yeah, they may you, think you're more crazy. You know, it's like, why <laughs> this guy crazy guy, you know? Yeah. Everybody has been telling me, experienced guy will tell me that, try not to look sketchy on the road. Just, okay. Just act normal. Well, for the listener, I can yeah. tell them, my listeners, that you do not appear sketchy. <laughs> you you look um, but, but if I, very well-dressed, you clean, you have glasses, and people with glasses always look smarter. And uh, you're a, Chinese, a, a genuine person from China, a Chinese person who speaks perfect English or near-perfect English. So to me, you're educated. You, you dress well. Um, you don't, there's nothing about you that seems sketchy, but the moment you hit the highway and put out your thumb, probably there's the stigma of, oh my God, who is this guy? He's going to kill me or something. You know, you, you know, that's good for me to appear like that, right? Mm. Can you imagine if I start dancing and I do the, the opposite <laughs> of what I appear? That yeah. looks suspicious. You know? Yeah. So that's why I try to keep it like just low profile, keep my heads down, just... 
the act regular. I I've heard people hitchhiker, a lot of hitchhikers, they dance on the road. And then, you know, the Spanish people, they they dance on the road. It worked for them. Everybody's different, you know. Is there's no yeah. It'll it'll appeal to those people that enjoy humor and dancing and things, you know. So I guess it depends on who's driving by, you know. Exactly, exactly.、Mm. For them, they can work perfectly. They can get picked up very easily, or they can feel badly. Mm-hmm. So, do you talk to other hitchhikers? Like, is there、absolutely. a hitchhiking community on, online? Like,、uh... absolutely, I talk to them all the time, and we.、Cool. Ex- and the main thing is just be patient. That's that's the the main thing. Yeah, you mentioned your mom and dad are in China.、Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you have a lot of family in China?、Uh, all of them. Grandmother,、know. grandfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is everybody okay? Everybody's doing good. Very good. Very good.、Um, you know, they've been、uh, wanting me to move back. You know, they want you to move back. They don't understand what you're doing.、Uh, not no no no. But they understood what you're doing when you were going to school, and that's why you originally came to Canada. Yeah yeah yeah. And you came to Canada to learn English, or what was your Study, profession?、Uh, mathematics. Mathematics. Okay. And how would you apply those mathematics to、oh, a I, job? I was trained to be a banker. Oh, banker. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And you aren't pursuing that. Uh, never, never did, and、uh, never planned to. Never regretted. Never planned to. Because you're a hilarious stand-up comedian. Not necessarily hilarious, but this at least things、uh, what I'm doing at least will make me f- feel fulfilled every day. Well, I saw your show last night, and I thought you were hilarious. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were very good, and it, it, it's my hope. That I can convince Julie to bring you back every year when you come through. I hope that、oh, that you will want to do that. Thanks. I, I will. Lo- I would love to do that. Yeah.、Um, well, well, we'll try and make that a reality. But in the meantime, tell me about the other relationships you have with clubs. Do you find that when you, it's weekend time,、mm-hmm. it's time for you to get paid. It's time for you to have fun.、Um, that must be a little bit of a welcome relief to the because it's a bit of work, isn't it? Traveling, like when you have to rely on other people's kindness to take you from city to city,、right. and you're hoping, and there's days you don't get picked up. There's、right. rain, there's snow. There, it must feel a bit exhausting sometimes. Oh, I'm exhausted every day, which is actually a good thing, because when you're exhausted, exhausted, you will have、uh, for sure a good sleep. Yeah, probably you've had. Some of the best sleeps of your life after walking for miles. Oh, and, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome! It's、uh, to to me. I, I feel like、uh, when I travel like this, probably tra- the whole thing on on the road is like ten times work than comedy. Yeah, so comedy feels like a vacation by the time you hit the exactly, stage. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel. And but but you know I don't I don't waste the time because when I hitchhike I I talk to those people in a car yeah so you know I I practice my my stuff with them、right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so which is I don't at this point I I don't have the chance to go to open mic so what I'm really doing is you know just talking to different people、um, because they are the the I believe they are the general public average audience if. And most of them have never been to a comedy show. If they laugh at something what you said, maybe there's something there. Yes. The、uh, the open mic audience are are not the real audience either. You don't. No, that's you, true. So there is a big difference. You know, if I make the general people maybe like laugh a little bit, you know, that that something I hope. That's satisfying to、mm-hmm. you, and it's something you work. And I usually, I I can have. 
uh, find something new, a new angle of my existing material, make yes. them laugh. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because the way that I, I feel like you and I are like in this way. I feel like you and I are alike in that when people talk to me outside of friends, like friends I can make laugh all the time, you know, because I'm comfortable with them. But when people meet me, often they find that they're very surprised that I do comedy because I'm quite serious and I'm quite sincere. And and um, so I I really am surprised – like, because when I talked to you when you first came to the club, you're like, hey, can I help you with anything? How are you? You know, very kind. And then it was almost like when you were on stage, you were a completely different person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem like an act or anything, but it just seemed like, oh, he, yeah, this is like he saved the comedy time for the stage. And you know how some comedians are always funny off stage, and you 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 don't do that, and I don't do that either. I'm well, not. I don't do that only because the language is not good for me. You know, mm-hmm. I do that all the time with my first language. Oh, in China. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I I sometimes I want I I want to be funny. I try to be funny, but the, the language restriction. <laughs> Another thing is they always care about our seatbelt, you know. They're like, oh, sir, if you don't put your seatbelt on, our plane cannot take off. I'm like, bullshit, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> if the plane crashes, is nothing going to save our life, really? In fact, if the plane crashes and uh, I don't wear my seatbelt, I can probably die in the first class. <laughs> my only chance, you know. I don't want to die in my sad economy class, you know. Well, that's really? what happens. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe you shouldn't hold back. I think you should try. Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. True. Because I do, I, I do find that um, when I try to be fun now, I'm, but I'm saying this in my own language. So, for example, I have a lot of French friends, mm-hmm. and I found out how to be funny in French through working with French people. Um, I was the only English person on a French construction crew. <laughs> and uh, what we were doing is we're paving on the highway. Um, and I would have to run and get these pails and uh, give it to the men when they were the pavement was curing on the highway. It was hot. I was dumping these pails and giving them to the, the guy. And... Um, so I thought I was doing a good job. Everything was cool. And then the French guy was like, Donne-moi un pail. Donne-moi un pail. And uh, I ran and got him a bucket. Right? To, but un pail in French is a shovel. And he just looked at me and went, stupid English. Right? <laughs> like, and so we started laughing. And then I got to know their, each thing. Um, over time, like Tornavist flat is a flat-headed screwdriver. Tornavist étoile is a, is a Phillips screwdriver. So little thing, Ungini is a rag, like all these different key. So I got friends with, I became friends with these French guys. And I asked them, how do you say, uh, I'm a crazy monkey, mm-hmm. right? Stupid, right? But they taught me how to say it. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, uh, je suis un singe fou. And that's I am a crazy monkey. So I'm coming. I'm coming up to these French people that I don't know, and I'm saying I'm a crazy monkey, right? <laughs> but I can't say another word of French, right? <laughs> so I took my daughter was taking French in school, and I told her 
first day of school, I want you to walk up to your French teacher and say, Je suis un singe fou. <laughs> and it set her up for the rest of the year. And the teacher loves her. And that, you know, it was a way to break that barrier. That's good. So what would I say to a Chinese person to make them laugh? But you said it's a different culture. They, yeah, they don't yeah. find logic in joking around like that, yeah. do they? Wait, with your uh, body appearance, I have to think about it. But, yeah. you know, uh, Mark Anthony, uh, the comic from Toronto. Uh, I've heard the name, but I don't know Mark personally. Mark, so the first time I, I saw him, I, I, I said to him, you, you are a Zhu Bajie, which means that the, 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 the peak, uh, uh, the, the, the peak monster, which is the, 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 the Chinese reference. Everybody in China, even outside China, the Chinese people, everybody knows. So he's, he's a, a big person. Oh, okay. Mark, so, uh, Mark Anthony Panicogo. So if I were fat, I would say. Yeah. Pick, so yeah. Yes, how, so, how do you say it? Yeah. How do, you would you would walk up to people and say Jubaji and yeah, point yeah. at yourself. And then, then people they would the, laugh. It doesn't matter how you say it, right? You know, they 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 will get you immediately. Yeah. Uh, I for your body experience, well, the conversation, I will I will think about it. Hopefully before the interview, I'll, I'll <laughs> because I f I feel like if I was dropped in the middle of China, at least if I could make somebody smile, they might help me. Oh they yeah, might be nice. Yeah, but yeah. you said they might help me anyway. They they, they will. They not yeah. they might. They they will. They will. They, they will, will feed me. They uh, that's a the biggest difference is uh, in Canada, if you're a foreigner, it it, it means nothing to people. But if you're a foreigner in China, people will will come to you. Will assume you need help. Wow, that's such a great culture. Do, do you do you agree with what I said here? If you're a foreigner, it makes no difference. Well, unless you ask for help, exactly, here, you, you exactly. do not get it. Exactly yeah. right. You and just, and that's everyone. Like I wouldn't get help if I unless I asked. But in China, yeah. it's like if you appear different than them. Now I will open. say my experience in Newfoundland was different. In Newfoundland, people come to me and say, have you eaten anything? Like, you want to come over and eat mm -hmm. something? You know, so in that way, Newfoundland is similar to China. Or some small island on the Vancouver Island. They're like that too? Yeah. They, kind? They, they hitchhike. It's, it's how they travel. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and Vancouver Island, from what I understand, is full of, like, uh, hippies and, like, people Oh, like that... a small part of... They have a different island. I'm not talking about those islands. Okay. I'm talking about like the the island that people, the planters, uh, the, the the tree planters will go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's they're just woven into their culture. And, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, it, my friend always been telling me to go there. You know, but awesome. there's no comedy show. There. <laughs> yeah, that's the trade-off. Yeah. You know, it's like I want to go, but you know, I don't. I don't just want to hitchhike to yeah. hitchhike. You know. <laughs> um, what is your joke? There's more. Chinese people in Vancouver. There's in more China. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> what I said was there's more white people in Beijing, the capital city, than white people in Vancouver. Yeah, more white. People. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's true. And that's yeah. true. I, I I see a lot of white people in. in but Beijing, Beijing. Uh, very heavy on business, right? That's yeah. A, yeah, a lot of business Where people. Where did, did white people go? Like that's my serious yeah, question. I don't know. <laughs> We're disappearing. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, I absolutely I'm fascinated by your story. How long have you been doing comedy? Two years. Just only two years. Three, so this is a brand new experience for you, and you're you're absolutely. a young man. You're 27 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is the beginning of your story, and I'm going to be fascinated to watch you over the years and see where this journey takes you. Do you have any specific goals? Yeah, so I want to uh, travel the, the world to do comedy. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be shitty, too. There's going to be parts of it that are hard. Well, but because, you know, personally, I, 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 I love traveling, right? Yeah. Most comics, they, they, they don't, they, they go against traveling. They would rather stay in one city. Yeah. And then, and then for me, it's like, I, I just, I love traveling, like, no, no matter what, right? Even yeah. if I don't do comedy, I will travel anyways. Yeah. So now I just combine them uh, naturally. Yeah. Oh, it's really fascinating. And, uh, man, if you ever write a book, I'm going to buy it for sure. <laughs> because there's just so many experiences that you're going to have and that you have had already. You know, I guess the, the biggest difference for me traveling is versus other comics. Uh, other comics, they travel because they have to travel. Yes. I travel because I made the travel happen. I travel to the place that I didn't even think about. I, I just travel just... Well, you even spoke to me yesterday and you said, uh, have you heard that this festival is, uh, the person who owns that is doing another festival over here? And if you're ever in here, have you ever heard uh, so-and-so's jokes? Like, her story is similar to yours. And, like, there's all these people that you're meeting. And it, it's mm -hmm. fascinating because when you stay in one place like I do, you don't meet as many people. Mm -hmm. So it's uh it's really cool. It's really cool to and hear. And if you're if you don't have a good attitude to travel, then when you travel to a different place, you'll stay in hotel all day. It doesn't mean that you'll make a, a lot of friends. No, this, that's true. Uh, one of my uh, favorite example is uh, are you familiar with Ottawa? Ottawa. Uh, somewhat. I mean, I visited Ottawa 10 years ago and I was there for a week. So. You, you know, across the river, it's Gatineau. Gatineau, yeah, Quebec. Uh, there's a comic I heard. Uh, that's the the story from a club owner. He said this comic sh went to Ottawa and um, did a show with the crowd work. And then he asked the audience, "Where are you from?" They say, "Oh, we're just from Gatineau." And then he was like, "Where is that?" Right. So that example shows, you know, he did not like to travel. He was yeah. in Ottawa only because he had to be there. Right. He, if he stepped out of the hotel room for a, a minute, you would know, like Gano, right? It's uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and when you were in Ottawa, did you visit the the Parliament buildings oh, and absolutely. the uh, Rideau Canal mm -hmm. and all of the different things? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice city. I really like it. I really like the people there. Were it seems like they're a little bit more. Small town. It was a big city, lots of people, but it seemed like the attitude was. And I like people in Ontario. And but funny story. So yeah. almost any Chinese people went to Ottawa. Their first impression was, "What the hell?" Because in in Asia, in general, the capital city is supposed to be the biggest and the most populous, <laughs> the best city in the country. Yeah. <laughs> and we showed up in Ottawa. <laughs> it's not the case. No, no. And and we have the same thing in New Brunswick. It's kind of a Canadian tradition. If you've been to Fredericton, yeah. Fredericton is our capital city, <laughs> and it's smaller than Moncton. Mm. It makes no sense. 
But I recently just know that Victoria is the capital city of BC. Yeah. I always thought it was Vancouver. <laughs> no, not the case. Not the case. Well, why do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't part of that planning committee. That happened before I was born. <laughs> it's almost like they do the opposite. Yeah, like we're gonna make the smallest city to the to be the, the capital city. That's right. That's right. So now you're in Canada, and are so now are you a Canadian citizen? Uh no, not yet. Just a uh, uh, work visa. Work. Uh, oh, you have a work visa. Okay. And are you planning on being a citizen, or are you planning on getting more visas to go to more countries and more visa, more countries, and just remain a citizen of China and travel、yeah. the world doing comedy? Yeah, yeah. Wow, because yeah, it would make sense, I guess, to settle down in one place and to be a citizen. I don't even know all the rules. I'm. We talk about privilege. I mean, I was born here. It's a great country. It's a free country. And there are so many privileges that I have that I don't even realize. And I spent some time to, with you last night complaining about my mental state and all these、uh, first world problems. And you recommended that I see more, like I take my children and go to a third world country. Well, that, actually, the the complaint, you know, is very reasonable. You know, when when the society reaches to a certain level, you have to have that. You know,、uh, complaints and、uh, you know it, it, that complain because in the third world country people don't complain, which means that they will never move forward. Right.、Uh, here people complain about you know the gender bathroom, right? Yeah. And then that that way, then they start building the gender bathroom and they push forward. You know, it's a good thing. You know, it's yeah. You know, it's like but everything has both sides. You know, when you complain uh, and uh, versus you just take the fact, right? It's it's always. Yeah, I do. I do think that you know when I get caught、um, with you know, there's no other way to put it. It's just it's just bad behavior to to complain about. I mean, what is my big complaint tonight?、Uh, I'm going to see great comedians, and there's going to be seventy, eighty people there watching this show. And it's going to be. I'm going to laugh a lot, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to pet my dog. I mean, I have food, I have shelter, I have a vehicle. There's so many things that I have that I just take for granted. But you don't have many possessions. Can I tell you a, a quick story about? Absolutely, I, w- I want you to tell me stories. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very related to that you complain everything. Yeah.、Uh, I used to go to this middle school in in China,、uh, in my hometown. And across the the school, it's I'm I'm not sure what you call that in English. Where it's a place where they store the the dead body. People, a morgue. Morgue. Yeah. When people pass away, they they store the body in the fridge. You know. Yeah. Morgue. That's a morgue. Yeah. So the the the, the you know studying in China is very difficult, very competitive, right? Lots of you know、um, work.、Um, so the teacher is always like. If you don't want to study, look at those people. You want those people, <laughs> and then and that student were all like, okay, we better study. You know, <laughs> you know it's it's like, you know, the, the the that's the 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 Chinese teacher, unique way of, of encouraging students. They they don't usually like encourage you in a different way. They don't. Tell you about the bright future. Instead, they 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 say what's gonna happen to you if you don't work hard. They, they, it's the opposite 
Like yes. Opposite. <laughs> and we were talking about that, about our cultures, how there's a lot of opposite things. For example, when you said people just assume that you need help, whereas here they don't think you need help until you ask for it. Uh, the Chinese people, when they come here, when they see the, the senior people on the bus, right, they help them carry the stuff. And then the, the, the seniors got mad because they didn't ask for help and then they, you just grabbed your stuff. Yes. And then one another big shock for Chinese people is because in China, if we see the people with disability, we'll we'll open the door for them. We'll, we'll you know we'll but but you know I ran into a case where I opened a door for for uh, someone with disability and then he got mad at me. He was like, "So you you don't think I I I, I can do this?" Almost he took it as like I looked down him. Mm-hmm. It's it's a you know it's a lot of cu- culture difference. Yeah, amazing. And I wonder what I would feel would you, if would, I went to China. I wonder what I would. Would you? Well, would you probably you know when you see a, a you know a people people with disability, you wouldn't just help help them with. Well, before I, they ask. I right? worked at a fast food restaurant when I was young, and part of my duties was to shovel the sidewalks and get the store open. Mm-hmm. You know, and. There was a gentleman. He was stuck in the snow with his wheelchair, and so I was—I just put down my shovel and I started to push the wheelchair, and he got furious with me, very angry. And this became sort of a tradition. He would come by the store, and and I wouldn't help him, and then I—I I would just, you know. So say, what was he thinking? He was thinking. I think. I, I think he, he just. Yeah, he doesn't need help. He, frustrated with me, angry, you know. And that's not always the case. There have been times when people have thanked me, but yeah, I have. I've experienced that also. But but, but in China, you will never experience when you help people. People don't. They accept be, your help. They, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, will help. is it true that you take care of your senior citizens? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, like I'll, they live with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So so your parents would just live with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If if that was you absolutely, know, yeah. When they get old or whatever. Here, we take our old people and we put them in a senior citizen's home. Which is a terrible idea in my opinion. Yes. And I never thought about it. I didn't, I mean, I didn't make that decision. That's woven into our culture. So we get rid of our old people. We put them, isolate them with other old people. The people that they've known and loved and helped raise and dedicated their whole lives to, abandon them. Uh, and then uh, they they die. So isn't that a happy story? Your face is like, to look at your face right now, you're in shock. You're like just absolutely horrified. Like, it's like in China, you know, the kids, it's like, you know, the spend the, the, the last 30 years of their, 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 with their parents, right? And then they're, they're happy, you know, they see their grandchildren. Yeah. You know, they, they got... Every day they got hope, and that's why a lot of the the seniors in China, when they are seventy, eighty, they still cook. They still like do many things. When when those senior citizens live in a retirement home, they don't cook. They no. just, just sit there. Just okay. Here's another day. Okay, tomorrow is gonna be another day. You know, they they they. they, they. But the seniors in China, they. You know, they go to the market. You know, they they take play care with the, their grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> take care of the grandchildren. It's it's a completely uh, stories. You know, it's happy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the way it should be here too. But, but I don't you, know what's wrong with us. But, but but you know why it's it's not the way here though? Why? Because uh, most parents here they don't pay their kids tuition. 
they they only pay their kids up until eighteen years old. Yes. And the Chinese parents will pay the kids until they don't need it. There's no timeline. Right. So it's sort of like a, a payment for their future. It's it sounds materialistic, but but it, it it's really the. So do you think do you expect people? Will be nice to you when you were nice. You were not nice to them in the past. It's it's not working like that, right? It, even okay. Here's another thing though. You'd be like, okay, how can how can you guarantee the people you were nice to them will be nice to you in the future? We cannot guarantee that, but we'll just cr- increase the probability. Right. Right. There are many kids. The parents were so nice to them. They still don't care of the kids. The investment wasted, right? Yeah. But, but in general, if you're nice to your kids, like my parents, right? They pay everything. Uh, recently, you know what they got me? What? They got me a, a funeral plot. Oh wow! That's nice. <laughs> Very considerate of them because the funeral market in China is crazy, right? Really. So they like it's probably more expensive than the 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 house. Really? So, so they're like, okay, since you know we have the opportunity, we'll get you one so that in the future you don't need to work. Like my parents will pay me everything, like the wedding, everything. So as a result, I will for sure take very good care of them when they're not even like old, but like you know I I, I will do everything for them. Yeah. Whereas I have a lot of friends here, when you talk to them about their parents, they're like. You know, I, I'm now close to them. I'm <laughs> oh, we have a, a rampant problem in our society with uh, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like if they're the same gender, they fight more. Like my girlfriend and her mother fight like crazy. I butt heads with my stepfather. Not anymore. We're older now. So we get along better. We're actually friends now. But growing up, we always butted heads. We didn't like each other. Well, why do you think that people fight? Like you know, the same gender. Mm. Why, why do you think that's the case? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I I, I see um, mothers. Some mothers are very cruel to their daughters. They say, "Oh, you shouldn't eat so much. You'll get fat." Or uh, and fathers expect their sons not to cry, not to express emotion. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it's a sickness, though, and it it should. And I think it will change. I think we are progressing. I think it's just very slow to progress to what it needs to be. Like we we talked about the same gender washrooms, and you know when you think about it, in your house, I don't know how it is in China, but in our houses, uh, your sister can go to the bathroom, and so can your brother. Mm-hmm. It is not one gender for one room. It's just you have. So why would it not be the same in public? And right, right. I, I don't know. I don't understand why we set. <laughs> why did we set this all up the way that it is? it is? I don't know. I was just born into the setup, and you were born into the setup of China. So it's it's a fascinating thing to talk about, isn't it? Because we were just born into what we're doing, and then we're looking at each other, going, "What the fuck's going on here?" Like, and then there's a bigger scale of humanity. And I love Jerry Seinfeld's joke about we're just going to have to do what they do in the space movies and just have one suit. Just <laughs> one suit, everybody on the same page, 
<laughs> alien. <laughs> Every, everything we did was very cute, but now we're gonna get on. We got to get on the same team. Yeah, the one piece jumpsuit with the little name tag. <laughs> to, to uh, I want to add something to the to the to the investment parents do to the kids. Right. So the the you generally speaking, the parents here pay until the eighteen years old. But uh, when I look at this eighteen year old's investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids are not mature enough to to appreciate this. Although it's a long time, eighteen years investment, it's a long. But the parents, I suggest, if you can invest a little few more years, yes, and then you get the full benefit. Because it's, it's almost like you invest eighteen years, yeah. you quit, and then you get a penalty for not <laughs> investing three, four more years. I think someone around your age is a is an adult. I think someone that's twenty five, yeah, yeah, is an adult. You know, you, fully you, understand. You are the man that you are going to be. You know, I, I when I look at you, I feel like, okay, you will be an older, wiser version of yourself in ten years, but you have the fundamental building blocks of who you are now.、Mm-hmm. And I think it takes twenty-five years to grow into yourself. Don't you think so? At least twenty-five years, and then you cut them off around eighteen years old. They're babies. They're, I mean, like you already invest eighteen years. I mean, they might have a little body hair, but they <laughs> they, they don't they don't understand <laughs> what's going on. They don't appreciate your, no your your your, your everything is spent. If you ask any teenagers in high school, if you ask, are you going to take care of your parents? What do you think the answer will be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know. But if you ask like uh, uh, the college graduates, yes, right. You know, if you if you invest in properly, I. I But if you ask any college student that、uh, who didn't get any help from their parents, they still probably wouldn't take care of their parents. <laughs> exactly. Can I tell you a story? Yeah, please. When yeah. I was eighteen, I went to Calgary, and my mother had always done my laundry, so I had to do my laundry, and I didn't know how, and I was alone at a laundry mat. Uh, with my dirty clothes, and I picked up the package of soap. It was Sunlight soap, and it said on the side of the box questions, one eight hundred blah blah blah. So I called the eight hundred number from a payphone. This is how long ago it was, and、uh, I said, "Do you know how to do laundry?" And it was a lady from Texas, and she was like, "Sweetie, are you telling me you don't know how to do your laundry?" And I'm like, "No," and she's like, "Okay." Here's what you do: put the clothes in, you know, make sure your pockets are empty. She went through the whole thing with me, and、uh, then when I got back home, I really appreciated my mother doing my laundry. I understood that you had to take the clothes out, make sure the pockets were empty, put the soap in,、uh, fill up, wait, wait the time, dry them, fold them. Jesus, mom, you did this all these years, and without, I took with, it for granted without telling me. Yes. So, and then you find out on a bigger scale what it takes to pay your rent, or buy a car, or oh yeah, fix a car, or all the things your dad did, all the things your mom did for you. So, you do appreciate your parents and grandparents when you become an adult, don't you?、Uh, back home, I never need to take a, a bus. You know, it's yeah. But when I come here. You know, if you take taxi all the time, you cost a lot of money. You know. Oh, absolutely.、Uh, <laughs> speaking of the laundry, <laughs> there's two,、uh, you know, two, two different ways of the Canadian parents spoiling the kids. Okay, so、uh, I stay with this landlord, 
and uh, his son, uh, her her son, will bring the the laundry from Toronto to uh, Kitchener, which is two hours away from Toronto. That was, that was like <laughs> that's just, insane. Drove the laundry right in four hour drive. Just yeah. to, um, that's actually well. I guess I asked him why he did it, he, and he's like, you know, it's. It doesn't cost me any money to do laundry at my mom's home. So, okay, that's a、uh, logic. So in China,、uh, this this guy, you know, has never done his laundry. His mom always does that. And、uh, one week his mom、uh, couldn't make it. So this guy mailed his laundry, dirty <laughs> laundry. <laughs> that's that's the culture difference. <laughs> Unbelievable! And then、uh, when he mailed the laundry, right? He didn't even actually pay for mailing. No. So, so he, you know, the the option you COD. Oh my God! So his mother. Had his mother. <laughs> This was in China. In China. Oh、yeah. my God! It's it's you know it's a different. Well, yeah, but maybe culture difference. Yeah, maybe we're not so different though, because I can see a Canadian kid doing that. I can see. <laughs> well, the Canadian kids will bring the laundry home. Still, it does. Does laundry himself, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> That's you guys are a little bit more independent. <laughs> a little bit more, maybe so. Four hours just to do the laundry. Well, you know that to save two dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it's not worth it. Um, so that that's that's great. I mean, it's great to talk to you. Great to meet you. Um, any what besides going city to city, you want to travel the world. So,、mm-hmm. uh, you've been across Canada a few times.、Mm-hmm. What country are you tackling next? United I, States.、Uh, like where I want to perform comedy or where、yeah. I want to travel to. Both. Oh, I want to go wherever I have the stage. Doesn't matter, because America, realistically speaking, is very hard for any non-citizen to to go. They just make it so hard. So, I think I'll just focus on wherever I can get access. More, yeah, more stage time because America. If you're good enough, you'll go there eventually. Right. You don't need to go now when they're looking down on you. Right. So probably England or Australia are are better options in, when it comes to getting more stage. Wait, when are we gonna get the wheels rolling on that? When can we see he 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 Fang Zhou? How do I say it? He Fang Zhou. He Fang Zhou. How how do I how do I see He Fang Zhou in Australia? When's that gonna happen? Three three to five years. Three to five years. We're gonna make that happen. That's gonna be awesome. They say you can do six months of festival in Australia. Amazing. Mike Walmart does it all the time. I, I, that's how I knew about. Like that's why he spends so much time in England and Australia. Just, just show after show after show. Yeah,、wow. like you see a lot of like good、uh, Canadian comics. They don't stay in Canada. You know, it's not because you know it's just like we last shows. Yeah. I think Mike、uh, Walmart mentioned one time. He can do seven twenty-minute spots one night. It's unreal. It's, it's a lot of. Must be a lot of driving.、It、must be a lot of trying to get from one spot to the other. I wonder how they do it. Do they have well, no, no, Lyft no, like, or Uber a of, or a lot of uh, uh, way more shows in England. Yeah, yeah, it's more concentrated. Constant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like close clubs closer together. And then their structure is twenty minutes. They don't do our like forty-five.、Uh, they don't do Can- Canadian comics do forty-five to an hour. Yeah, 
And Americans seem to do the hour, don't they? I don't know if they do 45 in an hour. What, what, what structure do you, like, you know, if you don't need to consider about the club, everything, what structure do you need, do you prefer? Well, I have never done the twenty-minute close. I've never done that, um, but I've heard about it in England, especially. Uh, I've had friends that have traveled there and have done the twenty-minute headlining spot, and they don't really even necessarily. I mean, they might save the best guy for last, but they might all be equally good. And twenty, 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 twenty. You know, here it seems like we build the show in Canada from worst to best, and for sure. it's not. It doesn't always work out that way, but that's always our intention, you know. Like M Mountain Festival, yes, thirty, thirty, thirty. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Mountain cool. Festival doesn't. I mean, they'll put you know, uh, directs again. You know, the the bigger names to the last thirty minute spot. And so, when you did the the festival, what? Yeah, how 30, many minutes did you do? Everybody does thirty minutes. Everybody does thirty. Thirty. But I was always cool. the the first thirty minute. Nice. I was the the New Year's comic for sure in that festival. Yeah, yeah, but you did, but you did well. You enjoyed uh, it. I, I, I did. Uh, you know, I, I was satisfied. I don't guarantee people will like me, but you're very humble. I, I try my best. Yeah. Um, I think you're probably one of the funniest people I've seen that have been doing it the least amount of time. Like for for two years. You maybe appear to me like a comic who's been doing it for six or seven years. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming. But probably, I would assume, if I'm to do some math here, you've probably done more shows than I have in twenty years, because you're a very hardworking person. You travel and do comedy nonstop. So, do you think that has attributed to your uh, skill, ability, your level? Is just the re repetition and doing so many shows? Well, I, I learned that from. Um uh, from the, you know, the, the the computer playing chess. So they, um, about 20 years ago, somebody designed a program, uh, a computer program to play chess versus a real human being. And the computer beat the human being like so easy, only because the computer has done so many games in his little head <laughs> versus because anything, right? It comes to the... the Quantity, I think quantity goes first. Yes, you need good quality, but the quantity will 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 bring you to the next level. So the computer just because the computer they they can just do multi games in a head, right? So their 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 way is just to do. Uh, for for maybe a human being like a human chess player, he can play maximum thirty thousand games in his entire life. Let's say. But a computer can does tons of millions or billions of games just by doing that. So um, I am aware of that English is not my first language, and uh, you know writing might not be my best skills. So one way to make up for it is I do more. I I feel the joke. Uh, I sense the joke by doing more. Everybody have Chinese tattoos, you know. Chinese people don't even have Chinese tattoos. <laughs> I was walking on the street the other day. I saw this a very, very beautiful white girl. You know, I was gonna sweet talk to her, but I stopped when I saw her Chinese tattoo. Her Chinese tattoo says diabetes. <laughs> Can 
friend of mine in Vancouver got a Chinese tattoo. So excited about her new character. When I took a look at her character, I was like, are you sure you want to have this one? She was like, of course. That's the Chinese character of the word hope. I was like, well, I think you only have the first half of the hope. <laughs> But you know, it gives me a lot of hope though, you know? Because I've seen so many talented people. They don't do a lot of shows, but they just so talented. They, they read the, the best writing. So I'm, I'm aware of, I'm not that kind of person. If I don't work a lot, then I won't be as good as them. So the way to make them up is to go to different places, get much stage time as I can. There's so many things that I want to talk to you about. One of the things that I wanted to ask you was, do you find that when you are interacting with people in your travels, that they are as fascinated by your story as they as you are of theirs? Like, do you find like I notice you ask a lot of questions, and you you seem genuinely interested in what what it is that because, I do. Because because asking questions is the best way to learn. And uh, you know, I I always curious about people's success. You know, um, you seem very hungry for knowledge. Like you yeah. want to, yeah, you want to check it out and see what it's all about. And and you also seem very willing to share your knowledge, which is great. You know, I you know I I never hide anything from me because I mean like the 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 best knowledge is always free. I always believe that. Yes. There's no secret to the the, 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 the the knowledge, you know. I was talking about the success of the Absolute Comedy Club, right? Yeah. The the number one secret is they work the hard, you know. That's why, you know, they have so many people make the phone call, make the business happen. Yeah. There's an, there may be other secrets how they do it, but, like, the number one case is everybody there works so hard to make sure every night is, is full. Yeah. You know? And do you think that... Uh, and I'm generalizing, but do you think that the people in China are just, in their culture, it is just ingrained in them to work hard? Do you think that you're I, different from a lot of other Chinese people? He was in terms of work ethic. I, I didn't know, or I, 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 when I was young, right? I, I didn't know I should work hard, but the whole environment forced me, shaped me this way. If I grew up in anywhere else, like America, probably I'm not as hardworking as I am nowadays. Yeah, it's incredible. But it's, it's, there's around... so many people, it's so competitive. Yeah. You mentioned education was competitive. In what way do you mean? Because, I mean, if you're sitting in school, who are you competing with? Oh, many of your, uh, you know, the uh, uh, in any school level here, they don't ever tell your grades. They all, never public your, your, your grades. Right. Because it's your privacy, but in China, you they 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 have a list of grades every every day to compare. You you're literally compare with, with someone you're sitting beside. Oh, and you you would be embarrassed and uh, we, if so you did poorly in in China. And actually, kids don't think like that. No, people don't feel embarrassed. They actually, as I said, you know, they the whole culture is they use negative uh, motivation. They're telling you bad, like, okay, yeah, I do poorly, but that can be a motivation for me to work hard. Things like that. They don't consider as, oh, you know, what a shame to, for me to do that poorly. Mm -hmm. They think. How do they think? They think they should. They should work hard when they look at their 
when they compare to their that peers. motivates them. Motivates them. But yeah. here it doesn't work like that. It's no, we don't give a shit. Or that's your, your it, privacy. Like, like right? we don't. Yeah, we. Yeah. Oh, I. I got a D minus. I'm not going to run to you and say, "Hey, I got a D minus," and you're like a B student or something. You know, you do much better. The, the best way to combine both, because yes, you have to compare, mm-hmm. but at the at the end of the day, you have to compare yourself with yourself. You have to compete with yourself, mm-hmm. especially doing comedy. We all know this. We should never compare our comedy with others' comedy. Everyone is different, right? Yeah. The best way is to realize that maybe oh, that comedian has done a lot of shows. Maybe I should work hard. At the same time, when it comes to the content, I I should just focus on my material. Yeah. Don't don't you know? Don't look at others. The best way, but it's never a country or culture where it combine both. It's always too extreme. You know? Are you a comedy fan? He absolutely. Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, recently, um, used to uh, watch uh, Seinfeld a lot. Seinfeld, yeah. Yeah. Um, and recently, I watched a lot of um, you know Dave Chappelle and uh, uh, Bill Burr. Awesome. Uh, well, I got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great talking to you. There's so I could talk to you forever. Oh, you know, I, like I, 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 I find it very fascinating to talk to you. I hope we can do this again when you come through Absolutely, town. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Uh, I'm all on all social media. Um, he Fung Joe, and uh, you put a he in front of He Fung Joe. And I, don't worry, I'm going to link this up sure. on my podcast. So just look in the uh, notes for this podcast, and you will find how to get a hold of He. Uh, he, good luck in your travels, and thanks for doing the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks. Were you happy with that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay.